If you wish to compel someone else to do your will, command them then with this spell, using licorice and all is well, or simple enough for medicinal use, licorice tea to your cough reduce, or induce lust in your lover's poppet, bring fidelity that little could stop it. A little root can bring you rebalance or bend them over and control their phallus. <coughs> Greetings. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally comedic podcast about mysticism, spirituality, and magic. Live recorded from Mother Mary's Spiritual Goods here in Marfa, Texas. Welcome if you are new to the podcast. Welcome if you are returned to the podcast. I've been meeting a lot of people who have been coming into the shop. And so if that's how you have found this podcast, because you had a reading with me or got something here at Mother Mary's Spiritual Goods, thank you for joining us. Um, if you live in Marfa or are visiting Marfa, come on by Mother Mary's and get yourself some spiritual products and such. You can also come on by the website, which is marymarfa.com or marfatarot.com to book a private tarot reading with me. So just if you can't make it here all the way in West Texas, you can still access me online. You can also check out the video companion to this podcast on YouTube, where I regularly add videos for some of the products that I sell here at the shop, as well as a weekly tarot reading, which is really just like a general read, kind of like how you can get a general read on the astrology for the week, but it's going to like hit everybody differently depending on where they're at and their particular dispositions and fate and so on and so forth. But it's a fun exercise and apparently has um, some instructive qualities. So that's good with online promotion. How's everybody doing? Everything is going pretty well here. I, you know, opening up a business is a vulnerable endeavor or, or it, it almost like seems that way when I um, had had fear come up. There's particular aspects of my spiritual journey that are being healed, and one of which is the financial component, where even though I've always had everything that I need, um, there I don't know what you could say, like there's a few different ways in which this fear had come up, and particularly opening a business where it's like, well, you got to make money to eat, <laughs> you know, but realizing like certain attachments that I had to the outcome of my expectations of how I thought that things were supposed to go rather than getting in the flow of how this is naturally unfolding. So especially as a budding magician, and learning and developing in all sorts of practices, 
Many people are familiar with money magic. So I too have participated in such endeavors. And recently I had a moment where I wondered, is this sustainable? Like how am I supposed to every day do rituals for money? Or, or ought I simply just be provided for? It's like some assumption that if I don't burn a candle or do these rituals that, well, what am I going to go hungry or something? I think that notion of comparing the spiritual path to others' mundane paths. For example, I love Tim Dillon and I listened to his podcast and he was making fun of people who go to Coachella and he was reading an article about how old these people were, how much money they were making. And all of a sudden I start comparing where I'm at (laughs) to where these people who are at Coachella are at in their lives. Isn't that funny? To put all this work, (laughs) all this practice, to get where I'm at now to feel content without drugs and alcohol and constant therapy and medications to be able to wake up in the morning and be in the flow and then yet still that external world is that the serpent here have this thing outside yourself And thinking about psychedelics, we call that a reservation. It's like, I reserve, (laughs) I have a reservation about one day doing them again. And I heard somebody say that the difference between the spiritual path and the psychedelic experience is that the day-to-day process of the meditation, the ritual, the practice, whatever it looks like for you, for one, it builds a container that the wisdom can be held in, whereas the psychedelic experience can be integrated, but there is still like a snapping back of like a rubber band into real life. Honestly, one of my motivations for doing as many psychedelics as I did do was hoping that it would just stick. Like, (laughs) hoping, like, oh my God, what I would give for an acid flashback. Like those people, it's like they just stayed in that permanent acid state. It's like, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. (laughs) Instead of doing any work. Um, but what's interesting is that the work is actually still complementary to the psychedelic experience and the work actually drives the ship. I'll give you an example is that 
one time I, let's say I was on mushrooms and was having a bad experience. And then I did a 20 minute meditation, like a mindfulness, loving kindness meditation. And even though it was work and I could, I could really feel the experience because I was on allegedly this thing that you eat that's from the earth. And I, on the other side of the meditation, like 20 minutes, like felt better. So I think that was part of the experimentation too, was seeing how I can drive reality with my mind, with my perception and experience and how I can really change the environment of a space based on the energy that I'm bringing to it. I get a lot of people who come into the shop who are on their way to Big Bend to do psychedelics. And they tell me this, not even knowing my story. But I do wear rose-tinted glasses, so maybe they get it. (laughs) And um, I find it really important to, like, well-wish them. Um to send that positive energy to them and really just in general not even people who are about to go to the park and drop acid or take mushrooms but really that to put an intention to bring positivity to people's experiences Um, that's one thing that I learned from psychedelics is the importance of how the energy and the intention that I bring can, can navigate and steer a situation in a more favorable light. And then on the other hand, there's the releasing of control, especially as a budding and developing practitioner of the dark arts, (laughs) of the magical arts. I say dark arts jokingly because it's much more complex than that. So even though today's herb of the day is licorice, which is about compelling and commanding, getting other people to do and bend over to your will. To what extent does that grasping, that need for control, put a stoppage or a limitation on what is greater, more necessary, beneficial or compatible to the path. I was talking about money candles and pondering the question, is it sustainable to constantly be doing magic for everything? So... The higher power led me to a series of answers. 
including the spiritual principle of practicing faith. That when I let go of control, manipulating, maybe the guardians of my faith can actually do their job. Because apparently they'll let me step in. But apparently, they're better at what they do than I am. And I don't have to spend so much energy trying to manifest what it is that I desire today. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Abraham Hicks. I guess it's like he's a dead man that a elderly woman channels and he has millions of followers and it's this new age manifestation philosophy and i have dabbled my toes through desire into the new age and i do and know and have beheld the efficacy of positive thinking but there's something so exhausting about constantly needing to control to get a desired outcome. It's almost like it becomes a, like the new age philosophy becomes like a lifestyle. And there's just something about it that isn't completely wrong, but it, it feels imbalanced. It feels like it's, it's leaving out necessary refinement. And maybe different people are on different paths and certain things resonate with them that I, I just think that there's something about only getting what you want and a philosophy behind desire exclusively. Something, something I have been pondering. And there's also the question of like, what I want today, is it mm, the most beneficial for me or for my neighbor or for the world? Or for even the person that I desire. There was a long-haired man I once knew and desired. And I thought I was in love with this person that I knew for a week. I mean, if you know me, that's probably no surprise. I do love love. But we, we had this non-sexual yet adorable week together. And when he left, I found a hair of his. And it was like an answered prayer. <clears throat> then now I could 
utilize this hair to, let's say, make a doll or do a working on him to bring him to me that he couldn't think about anybody besides me and make him fall in love and move to where I was and so on and so forth. But I had enough connection with, we'll say, my holy guardian angel to pause and say, you know what, maybe maybe I'll just keep it here in a safe place for a rainy day. Maybe I'll, I'll wait just one more day before casting a love spell on this man. So I waited and then I prayed and then I waited and then I got on with my life. And I had that hair for maybe about four months until I was really over this person. It was like in a metaphorical, like, break glass in case of emergency. (laughs) In case of love emergency. If I get desperate enough and just cannot find another man. So after about four months, then I said, all right, I'm good. And I disposed of the follicle. And you know, it's a good thing too, because if I had gotten him, if I had manifested that relationship, I would have been selling myself short because this person didn't really have like a steady income. You know, here I was developing and growing and bettering myself and letting go of drugs and alcohol, letting go of codependency and really refining and developing. And this person was, um, let's say at a different stage in their life. So it's a good thing that I didn't manifest that relationship because it would have kind of, I would have kind of taken a couple of steps back in my development. There's a truck driving by. It's kind of loud and I have the door open. I don't know if you can hear it because I don't know if the noise is canceling. Anyway, so it really brings up this question of like, what is it that I desire? And like, is what I desire today really necessary and beneficial to my path? Because I have definitely manifested relationships into my life that like I really, really, really wanted. And it ended up bringing me on a detour, which I guess was necessary. It's hard to say if it's like a step back or a detour or really just a learning experience, but um, no need to contemplate who, what, why, when, where, but just to learn from the experience and move forward in a wise way. So then contemplating wisdom and what is this word as such? When I was growing up, I often associated wisdom with planning for the future. But now I think about wisdom as like broadening the scope. It's like looking beyond the immediate and thinking about 
what are the long-term consequences? Is this really what I want? Is this in alignment with my fate? Will I be selling myself short if I manifest this thing, if I get what it is that I want? You know, like, do I really want X, Y, Z? Is this thing, like, is my motivation that this thing, this person, this situation, this level of fame or notoriety is going to somehow fulfill me? And, like, what if I get that thing and I'm not ready to receive it? Like, what if I'm like, oh, I I would really like to, um, what's an example? Uh, okay, here's an example. It's like a Cadillac, right? Like, okay, when I was in East Texas, I was like, okay, about ready to get this Cadillac I've been talking about my whole life. And, but where I was at is that it was... I didn't have a garage to park it in. I was on an acre of land. It was beautiful. And then I had a carport, but there were plants growing along the side. And so they would sometimes occasionally like scratch my, the car that I drive now. So it's like, I wasn't yet ready for the Cadillac because if I had the Cadillac, I wouldn't have the garage to put it in. So there's an example, or even now where I'm at in Marfa, like I don't yet have a garage. So maybe I'm not ready to yet manifest that thing right? Or like manifesting the Cadillac and then like, oh, and then now I need to manifest the, what that entails for maintenance. And now I need to manifest what that entails for car insurance and so on and so forth. So, um, so thinking about wisdom as like the broader picture rather than just like pure desire. It's like, how can that desire be in conjunction with what's necessary, what's wise and well-balanced? I mean, that said, I still do workings for clients. You know, if you want to get your ex-boyfriend back, you know, send me an email, htexoracle at gmail.com. If you need money, like, I mean, maybe you actually need money. Like maybe you actually need a new job or you can't seem to break through and like the doors are closed to you and you're not quite sure how to do a road opening working. I can definitely do that sort of thing for you. So it's not as if that the workings are necessarily bad. It's just that when I'm evaluating the situation for myself, um, I have to be careful because I can try to do magic for like anything as for fun and experimentation. Um, but if it is that you need something, I'm more than happy to work with you. Um, because I do have these gifts and these skills and these abilities where it's literally supposed to be mediating in order to help people. <clears throat> so speaking of commanding and compelling, that brings us to our herb slash root of the day, licorice root. If you are watching on the YouTube channel, that is the background of the video is this is what licorice root looks like. Ta-da. And so, <clears throat> um, in terms of its mundane slash medicinal, I am not a doctor, qualities, um, licorice is known to be calming, grounding, to bring balance and energy, as well as to help with digestion and if you have cough or respiratory issues. So you can drink licorice tea. A lot of times when you actually buy licorice, the candy, it doesn't really have licorice in it. A lot of times it's flavored with anise. Um, so we're talking about the licorice root. So there, there are, you can get licorice tea and there's, there are some tea blends that also have licorice. So if you see a blend that has licorice, then it maybe it's for digestion or for a cough. And magically, 
licorice can be utilized to induce love, lust, and fidelity, as well as commanding others or getting them to bend over and do your will. Have I used licorice for such purposes? Absolutely. In fact, my essence of bend over oil that is available for purchase at marymarfa.com may or may not have licorice root in it. It does. So with that said, come on by Mother Mary's Spiritual Goods in Marfa. And here is your poem once again for our friend Licorice. If you wish to compel someone else to do your will, command them then with this spell using licorice and all is well or simple enough for medicinal use licorice tea to your cough reduce or induce lust in your lover's poppet bring fidelity that little could stop it a little root can bring you rebalance or bend them over and control their phallus. <laughs>